the first time we played it was at Metropolis at yeah. <laughs> a festival in the RDS I I don't know what happened but I got sick like mid song and ran off and came back and we didn't it wasn't finish. mid it was in the intro it was in the intro yeah <laughs> you know the way it starts with just, it starts with like just like obviously there's the guitar and then the vocal on its own and the drums kind of come in and just like look at Adam and give him this weird look of just like and just like like this is the first time we ever played it we didn't, we didn't even get into like the first <laughs> like kick in it. I like that you didn't see that as cursed energy and abandoned the song I, I well, tried we not play to play it for a while yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just talked to back into it like, yeah, yeah coaxed back hello it don't know that speaking in tongues deaf licking gets red like a sock and it was feel like a chicken act like a cock here a gift oh my god a can of dutch gold can i like cracking sure why not my granddad can i drink it you can drink it you're doing some can yes please yeah cool thank you Here with girl band and they're sharing a can of Dutch gold. What does Dutch gold represent to you guys? I think I first came across Dutch gold. My granddad was we just drink loads of cheap cans and that was that. And then I discovered it when I was about sixteen. They haven't really looked back since. So. Yeah, it would have been an early day. Yeah. It's an, I think it's a universal experience. You know, teenage Dutch gold. When I went to buy that earlier, it's still six cans for seven euro mm. which is the price it was when i was 16 so it's nice to know that certain things <laughs> exactly yeah in a world of chaos full of change dutch gold is still there why is it referenced in the song it's just i write like kind of stream of consciousness there's a thing called morning pages we wake up in the morning and write three pages of stuff straight away and now it's time dutch gold It's from the morning you're still in in a little bit of a lucid state and yeah. Dutch gold comes into the equation. It's kind of sad, isn't it? Yeah. I guess it did. Like a hat for Edmund Dake, it's like a hat for Edmund Dake, it's like a hat for Edmund Dake, it's like a hat for Edmund Dake. Edmund Dake. Yeah. Tell me about him. He was a guy, I think it was at the turn of the century, freak show for one for a better term. This guy who had a face in the back of his head that was like an evil head and would whisper dark things to him and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just, it's kind of dealing with that, those kind of negative thoughts that one gets and then trying to cover it up with a hat isn't really going to work. Like, you know, it's very clever. <laughs> how did how did you hear about it? Uh, really late night YouTube watching is where I get most of my information from. <laughs> it's like top ten freaks of the nineteenth century. It's like perfect. Yeah. From his tragic story to his place in popular culture, join us today as we find out more about Edward Mordrake, the man with two faces. Before we begin, be sure to subscribe to They Will Kill You. Hit the like button. John Hopkins' Open Eye Signal Happy Remix. Mm-hmm. That was an inspiration for 
the beat. Mm. All you have to do is listen to it, and it's pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How did you guys come across that? that was I think Al, Al or Adam, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Like, they'd probably be out of the four of us. Those two would know their shit. Yeah. With regards to that kind of music, one of them was listening to it. Like, okay. <laughs> we'll rip that off. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like drum beat. It's just like sometimes you just get like a little kernel of a rhythmic idea. Yeah. A small thing, and you can just like run with it in a total different direction. We did one set of drums like when we were kind of doing our basic live track takes, which was a much drier kind of sound, sounds a lot closer. And then we went and did all the drums again downstairs in this stone cellar that opens up, which basically just gives you two really super different sounding drum kits, one being very dry and close and one being like echoey and full of reverb. We kind of like on the record in general kind of wanted to change sense of space and like where you're at without doing it with effects basically to use like natural effects so just like turning on and off different mics so you could think it's like far away or close without putting on extra stuff just changing what it actually is I actually listened to earlier a live version of it from Vicker Street from 2017 it was floating around on the internet and it was kind of cool hearing what people reacted to hearing it just you know out of the context of a record and um, the people haven't exactly yeah but the thing that seems to kind of generate a reaction in people is that dynamic drop maybe it's like three minutes in when it, when the bass sounds like it's a furnace or something you know what I mean <laughs> How did you get that sound on the bass? I think, well, it's just like an EQ and a fuzz, but I think it's a bit mercurial, that one, because like, you can play it slightly differently and it doesn't really work. It's just like loads of stuff up, turned up full, so it kind of just turns into mulch. I think in that part, we kind of just wanted it to go down to like, it's a, like a purely rhythmic thing, as opposed to just like notes beforehand, and it just kind of like sucks down to like, just this bit of like pure rhythm. It's just EQ and fuzz. Just EQ and fuzz, yeah. Just like fuzz getting that like clicky bit and then I just have this EQ. Like I use the same set and like all the time it's just like lots of lots of low. Okay. Yeah. Shut <laughs> <Good> up. <laughs> <laughs> the guitar part does something that um I interviewed just mustered a few months back mm-hmm. about the song Pigs. They do the uh, the same thing with the guitar that you guys do on this track where Basically, like the, the guitar sounds like again like a percussive instrument. It's funny. It's funny with that part because when we were writing it, it, it was kind of dry. It's just turning on and off his reverb because it kind of remembers the last sound you gave it, and obviously he's just feeding it like loads of death. Yeah. You know, so if you turn on and just get the white noise thing of like. With grits and plague It's like a forever for take and like a forever take Like a forever I basically I I spend ages warming up my voice and that is as embarrassing as it is helps a lot to kinda of calm down because it's 
They have very particular warm-ups. <laughs> and then when I'm there, it's actually quite nice because I usually have Daniel in my ear saying like, yeah, we like that one, but do it again this way. And we just kind of take it like bit by bit. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's actually quite enjoyable doing yeah. the vocal takes, isn't it? Yeah. Because so, because we're a bit buzzed because it's like the last thing to do essentially, yeah. and then it's usually late at night. Yeah, sometimes a pint doesn't hurt either. A pint doesn't hurt. Yeah, and then just to kind of like loosen it up. I also like the way that you can say like one line multiple different ways. Like you can say these pretzels are making me thirsty. Multiple different ways you can say <laughs> it's like a hat for Edmund Dake. It can kind of be more effective in a way because you get to kind of really get the message home, but it doesn't get yeah. like boring from like a musical sense or whatever, That's you know. Yeah, I was kind of really into the Joe and Baby or Rich Man by the Beatles. says like keep all the money and then keep all your money like that's really cool I, really, I try to do that occasionally yeah. the weight of the phrasing yeah yeah and it's just a fun way of doing it yeah. I've heard you talk about your favorite scream is Leonard Cohen at the end of Memories. Yeah. Her naked body. Oh, naked body. I kind of like that Leonard Cohen's a little bit misconceived as being, you know, a very sensitive, earnest poet, which obviously he is, but at other times he's saying, don't go home with your heart on, and he's screaming about, your naked body. Yeah. That, that's my favourite album yeah. is Death Ladies Man I just can't stop listening to it the idea of he has this Phil Spector album and like held at gunpoint and he gathers all that tension and then he mixes it with like being at a school disco or something and it's the same kind of energy like oh my fantasy oh. Yeah. it's just like this guy's in a lot of pain <laughs> At the end of the track, I reference Don't Go Home Hard On at the, in the Shoulder Blades. I think that this song took ages to write. I think we were chopping, like we were we literally working away at it for minute. like, yeah, about four years or something. Like, I don't know, something like that. Maybe that's three years, that's probably between. Yeah. Yeah. What gave you a sense that it was done other than a deadline? There's always stuff that you're like, you know, and you just like being able to like let go of it. Once it goes to press and a week later, you're like, oh, it's fine. I don't care anymore. What happened <laughs> at, like at the end of the whole recording session was oh, yeah. Daniel's he has a culture vulture. It's like a piece of outboard gear that we were using. It's, on, it's, it's very on, integral to yeah. like, the drum sound of the entire record. We would like a deadline and it was like the last day that we were doing it. Okay, we like the first half of this mix and the second half of this one. Okay, I'll set it up and do one bounce with this one second half tweak. Oh, 
and <laughs> I went to do it and like it's like okay and this is like the last thing that we were doing and I go to print it was just like it's an air just like <laughs> the tube like blue in the in the piece of gear is like we're doing that like we booked the mastering session you know it's just like alright this one like last day of tweets or whatever it's like last thing we do it's like uh, the record's finished <laughs> let's go to the pub <laughs> let's go to the pub <laughs> yeah. and it was a very nice way to finish you can't that's just like the hand of God comes yeah. in and goes stop fucking around <laughs> <laughs> you know just send it to the mastering engineer it's done <clears throat> it's grand lads like, stop worrying I'm Darren on the singer of girl band I'm Daniel I play bass and girl band I also recorded and mixed the track in question which is called
first right. record the whole thing's I wrote in my kitchen so last time I gave you some laughing cow yes you did <laughs> <laughs> which would be great right now a little cheese party do you have anything to say about the Dutch gold man is he uh, he's, he's, a, he's looking alright he's an Adonis <laughs> <laughs>